0: and tune in to AFR Saturday mornings 11 to 1 on WXUT You know what time it is When can we get that sound going It's time for Frank's Power Play Alright Frank, take it away
1: and we're going to start with some coaching carousel news. It's something that just broke within the last couple of hours. The Detroit Red Wings have hired Stanley Cup winning coach Dan Bilesma as an assistant. Bilesma, as many will recall, won a Stanley Cup with David Amanda God Harris's Pittsburgh Penguins in 2009. Was fired after 2014. Ended up in Buffalo and was let go from there. He had been working as a network analyst at NHL Network. So now he's back working in his home state as he is a native of Grand Ledge, Michigan, over on the west side. And another fun fact about Bilesma, he attended that school down south whose colors are pumpkin and poop. But what does this mean? Personally, I think this means that Jeff Blaschel is going to be on a very short leash. As he was rumored a couple of times last year to be facing the Axe. So if the Wings get off to another bad start this year, look for possibly the Axe to fall. Miles above step in and take over. This could happen, not saying it will, but it does bear watching. Speaking of coaching news, this was kind of a shocker. After winning the Stanley Cup with the Washington Capitals, Barry Trot said, Adios, and vaya con Dios. I'm out of here. His contract was up, they didn't renew it, which I think was kind of stupid on their part. And lo and behold, he ends up coaching on Long Island with the New York Islanders. On Monday, it was announced that he... He was hired by the Islanders, so it should be interesting what will happen. It was actually reported that on Monday that he was seen on a plane at, New, at Newark International Airport in Newark, New Jersey. So Trotz is headed to, to Brooklyn to coach the Islanders. There's there. And, of course, as for who takes over in Washington... It sounds like a lot of players would like to have Todd Reardon, who is an assistant coach. So, it sounds like they'll keep things in-house there. I guess they want somebody with some familiarity who knows the system, keep everything in place.
0: So, Frank, why did the Washington – what's that noise in the background? You had a Tim Hortons again.
1: Uh, no, I think that was my cat. Okay,
0: (laughs) um – friend why, why did the coach from Washington actually leave? Was it just because they got the Stanley Cup and he wants a new challenge? Because it seems kind of strange that you you can leave on top. I figure you just retire and take a, maybe a year or two off and then get something else. But to go directly to the Islanders, which has been a poor franchise for the last few years, uh, it seems like to me he wants a new challenge. He went to the, you know, the Caps, kind of rebuilt that, got to the, the top of the mountain. Now it looks like he wants to start all over.
1: Well, I guess there was a clause in his contract that would have enabled him to sign a two year extension should he win the cup. But that would have came with a pretty hefty raise. And given how much coaches contracts have skyrocketed and he believed Trotz felt that his value was gonna be better on the open market, so I guess it was more of a money move for him. Now, I honestly think that him going to Long Island possibly could open the door for somebody else to stay there, and that's John Tavares, who is the number one free agent on the market. So, And I've heard rumors that they're looking at offering him more than $10 million a year. So well, I don't know what's going to happen about that. I actually did have a conversation with an Islanders fan, and he said that it's – Hopefully it'll get Tavares to stay there, but who knows what's going to happen. At least uh, the Islanders finally have uh, a competent coach. Now finally, they're actually in a good. They're actually going to be building a new arena at Belmont Park in the future, so I think things are definitely getting more stabilized from an off-ice standpoint. We'll see if it helps make the product on the ice better. And of course. Some other NHL news, schedules have been released for teams, and we'll stick to some just a few. The Red Wings will open their season on October 4th against the Columbus Blue Jackets. That'll be their home opener. Derek, your Blackhawks will open the season at the Ottawa Senators on the same day. They'll have their home opener on that following Sunday against the Toronto Maple Leafs. David the Man of God Harris, Pittsburgh Penguins will have their regular season opener at home against the defending champion Washington Capitals on October 4th, and the Caps will raise the banner at Capital One Arena on October 3rd against the Boston Bruins. So that's some notable schedule openers Here's for next season, and kind of with an eye toward next season, coming up Friday and Saturday is the NHL draft. Now, with that being said, I did we touched on a little bit last week. I did come across a couple of good mock drafts. One from Craig Button of TSN, and who is a, their scout? Who is basically the NHL? He's the NHL's version of Mel Kuyper Jr. Here, to put it in layman's terms. So we'll just kind of kind of take a look at. So he's got he's got no surprise. Rasmus Dallin going number one for the Sabers. For the Red Wings, though, he's got them selecting Quinn Hughes, a defenseman from the University of Michigan. And and I believe and then Sportsnet's mock draft from Jeff Merrick. He actually has the Red Wings selecting. Philippe Zadina, a left winger out of Halifax of the Quebec Major Junior League. Personally, I think they should go defense. I've been saying Quinn Hughes would be nice. He does have a younger brother named Jack who is going to be eligible for the 2019 draft. So hopefully if they draft Quinn Hughes, tank for a year. Then he possibly can draft his younger brother. And then you have a set of brothers on the team. Another name I've heard is Evan Bouchard, a defenseman from the London Knights of the Ontario League. Bigger body, got a little bit more mature though, and was named captain of the Knights midway through the season, so he's got some leadership ability as well. So that'll be something that bears watching. First round of the draft is Friday night, NBC Sports Network in the United States. So. And then the rest of them, rounds will be on Saturday on NHL Network. Eric Button does have your Blackhawks taking a defenseman, Noah Dobson, out of a team I cannot pronounce the name of because they're in the Quebec League. Dobson, this is what they say about him. Strong skater with a high degree of creativity, vision, and offensive prowess. Scouts feel we're only seeing the tip of the iceberg here. So that could be somebody, if they draft him, might be the heir to the throne once uh, Duncan Keith and Brent Seabrook move on. So it'll be interesting to see. That's just some draft notes for you right there. There, and, of course, free agency. And, of course, I do have one more thing. We had a trade that went down. Actually, two trades that went down earlier this week, as i got to bring it up on my Twitter. It involved the same player getting traded twice. Who was this, you ask? Well, as I mentioned last week, how the Ottawa Senators had some drama going on with Mike Hoffman and Eric Carlson. Well, the Senators told Hoffman, See you later. We're moving you. So, what they did is they sent him to the San Jose Sharks. As I'm currently looking for what happened there. There. There has been sent to the Sharks for Mikhail Bodker. Also involved was defenseman Cody Donahue and a fifth round pick in the 2020 draft. The Sens received Bodker and defenseman Julius Bergman and a sixth-round pick in 2020, but Hoffman's stay in San Jose was relatively short-lived, as not even in a few hours later he was moved to the Florida Panthers along with a 2018 seventh-round pick to the uh, in exchange for a 2018 fourth-round pick that the Panthers have got through the Vegas Golden Knights, a 2018 fifth-round pick, and a 2019 second-round pick. So, off, this, I guess, was originally that Pierre Dorian, the Senators' GM, did not want to trade Hawks into somewhere within the L- his own division. So, he flipped him to San Jose. Didn't get a lot, didn't get... A great didn't get too great of a return from what people are saying. The Sharks are saying got the better end of the returns. They picked up a couple of picks in the upcoming draft, as long as well as the 2019 second rounder. We'll see how it pays off in the end. How Hoffman will do in Florida. And as I mentioned last week, him and his fiance were causing everybody problems in Ottawa, including Eric Carlson, who he might be on the move. Who oh, from the dumpster fire known as the Ottawa Senators? I know I rain on my Red Wings for being bad, but uh, the Ottawa Senators are just a toxic waste dump. Let's just say that Pierre, Do- Pierre Dorian is kind, con- and Eugene Melnick—they're basically the new. They're the New York Knicks of the NHL. Melnick is kind of the James. He's the James Dolan of the NHL. He's one of the worst owners in the league. So that's my thoughts there. That will wrap it up for my power play on this airing on the twenty-third day of June in the year of our Lord two thousand and eighteen. I and mean, happy NHL draft weekend, everybody! You actually you actually celebrate
0: that almost, uh, Frank?
1: I wouldn't say I'd celebrate it. It's just uh, I'm probably I do have a tendency to follow it real close. Just, I got to no, ask I you, am.
0: though, I mean, the NHL draft's a little bit different than the uh, NBA draft because, obviously, a lot of these guys aren't going to be instant on the on the team. It might take a couple years while they're in the minors. So do people really actually watch the NHL draft?
1: <laughs> I think it's mostly – if you find anybody that watches it, they're an absolute diehard or junkie like me. <laughs> but I would say guys who I think will play in year one and – First year getting drafted, I believe Rasmus Dahlin. he's gonna play right away. Hey, um, I've heard Philippe Zadina could be another guy who plays right away. Brady Kachuk. He might play he could play right away. His older brother Matthew is in Calgary, and of course, his, his old man is Keith Kachuk, who had a great career in the NHL. Quinn Hughes, I mentioned, could play right away. Hey, I mean, pretty much, I think pretty much anybody who goes to the top ten likely could play right away. If not, may get stashed, if it's a European player, could get stashed in Europe for maybe another year before contributing. Hey, but if they're already in North America playing in juniors, it, really, it kind of depends on how high, how high they work themselves up the totem pole during training camp. And for if they end up making the big club or not. Hm.
0: Okay. Yeah. I, I was just wondering that. As, like I said, I didn't really, uh, really watch any of the uh, NBA draft.
1: Yeah, I, I I watched a little bit of it last night after I got done umpiring. I know that you and David were going back and forth about DeAndre Ayton.
0: No. Yeah. Yeah. You always you always got to do that.
1: Yeah. I would. I don't think there was like any. I don't think to me there wasn't anything like, "Oh my goodness, what is what is this team doing?" or any moment like that. At least not for me, anyways. I knew, I do know the Pistons ended up uh, coming away with two second round picks. Uh, got the kid who uh, from Creighton, I don't remember his name, who the Sixers drafted and then flipped to the Pistons, and then they took. Then uh, the Pistons got Bruce Brown from Miami, so had so- a couple of guys that at the guard spots which i think guard depth was something they needed
0: oh okay well at least at least you ended up being happy frank because i know sometimes frank you <laughs> some, you get, I mean, it's you a, get a, a little it was upset a, it, it, was a, it was a it
1: was a they came with a couple of solid options I i can't complain too much yes i don't th- i don't think they read i don't think they read it's not like they reached for somebody who was completely off the board like who the hell is this guy? <laughs>
0: so what are you? What are you expecting from the Red Wings in their draft?
1: I'm think, well, they've got two picks in the first round. I mean, does that even oh. really
0: matter though in the NHL? Yeah, we got two first round picks. You just look at it like, uh.
1: well, I mean, it's definitely play a way to build your. It's a way to build up your future, and I think. Some are saying they should go best available player at six. I say grab a defenseman because you've got guys in the top ten. And look at some of the defensemen who are projected to go. Um, I met on well, I mean, the after Rasmus Donovan. According to uh, Craig Button, Quinn Hughes, who I mentioned out of U of M, is the second best would be would go there. So he's probably. I guess he's probably like the second or... Third best defenseman of the draft, he'd basically be the best guy not named but Dahlin. And from that standpoint, other guys, I who I've like, um, Evan Bouchard I've mentioned, and uh, let's see, Adam Boqvist out of Sweden, I've heard is a good one. And I mentioned Noah Dobson. I mean, I personally think they can't go wrong with uh, Hughes or Bouchard at six. I, I'll be I'll be fine with either of it. I just don't want them to uh, reach uh, and take somebody who's a project who was expected to go in later, with a later pick in the first round, or and of course their second pick in the first round. As I scroll down on uh, Craig Button's mock draft, they're expected to get. He hasn't getting a uh, Liam Fowdy out of London, and they say he has great speed that creates opportunities and makes life uncomfortable. Catalyst type player. He did put up forty points in sixty-five games. So the of the game, in the NHL these days is speed, so I think that I think possibly pick number thirty you grab a center there. There, you grab your defenseman first. And then your center with your second pick of the first round. And of course, maybe with some of your picks later on in the second round, you possibly use them or you could possibly bump up a little bit in the first round, too, if there's somebody you think you have
0: a good shot at getting. Yeah, okay. Well, that, that sounds like interesting. Well, thanks for breaking it down for us, Frank, here on your uh, Power Play. Always always a pleasure. Only maybe got maybe a one or more, two more weeks of the Power Play before we uh, shut her down yeah. and then wait until good old October.
1: Yeah, I mean, ne- next week I'll have uh, – my some re, recap of draft stuff up and probably any trades that go down mm-hmm. and also and then probably a preview of free agency and then the following week i'll take a look at free agent frenzy okay which that's set for july that's free agency opens on july 1st so
0: oh that'll, that'll be that'll be interesting frank and won't yeah
1: it? i'll have i'll have my thoughts on that
0: Nice. Well, you can always listen to uh, Frank Vashner and uh, his Power Play on our eighty-eight point three WTs after Further Reviews podcast. Make sure you check us out on SoundCloud and on iTunes. Once we put it up there, it'll send you a uh, a notification if you're subscribed to us. Once again, WHT after Further Review on SoundCloud. Make sure you get the app or just get it on your desktop. And then, if you have an iPhone, you know, download the while well, you already have the iTunes app. Make sure you just subscribe to us and. Uh, It'll pop up for you. Coming up next, we got Tales from the Diamond, a short, quick one as Frank's got a story to tell, especially on this rainy weekend here on 88.3 WXUTs. After the further review, we'll be back after this.